it's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington, broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. This is your first time listening to our show. I'm here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm here with Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. What's up, man? To the top. How are you? Good. Great, man. To the top. Jason is manning the controls tonight. He's manning the boards for me tonight. It feels a little weird being in the captain's chair over here, but it feels pretty nice. And uh, fear not, to the top talk listeners, I'm not taking Jamie's place, but he will be going on vacation with the uh, beautiful Melissa in, what, like two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. And so somebody's got to be here to do the show, so I'm sitting in the captain's chair tonight because Jamie's always the one kind of pressing the buttons and twisting the dials and everything that's got to go, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So here I am. And if you're walk- if you're riding around right now and, and you, you're thinking about turning the dial, you might want to leave it on because I'm probably going to mess it up at some point, and it's going to be hilarious. Yes, you are. That's going to happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jason's going to cover for me in, in a couple of weeks. I am going to have a podcast out that week with a very special guest, so be sure you check out all our archives on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. This episode will be available later tonight we got a lot to talk about a lot to talk about today eagle fest weekend 2017 just happened we've got fake jay hopson coming in today awesome we got a a nice little segment with fake jay making his return as football you know anytime there's anything football to talk about we got to get him on the program but you had uh, the golden eagles uh, baseball team kind of up and down weekend uh same with softball you know, NFL drafts coming up. You get everybody getting ready for that. That starts tomorrow. So there's a lot of things we're going to get into today. But I had a great time this past weekend. What about you? Yeah, man. It was, well, I looked forward to it for the longest time, ever since last year. And last year was the first year that I went to the Champions Brunch and the uh, the full meal deal there. And um, honestly, the Champions Brunch was way more entertaining than the game. <laughs> well, honestly. you know, I think that's kind of getting to be the trademark of a Jay Hobson, uh Spring game. You really yeah. you really can't go – you really can't judge off of the performance because the defense dominated just like they did last year. Mm-hmm. And the offense – the thing about the offense that you have to really, really consider is that that offensive line is split up. You know, you don't have – you know, usually those, those offensive linemen work in cohesion. The defensive linemen, they're coming from all different angles. I mean, they were in the backfield most every play, but you didn't have that cohesion as far as – you know, the first unit all working together like we may have seen in spring games in the past. Right. I, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't ones versus ones or, you know, ones versus twos. Uh, everything was split up. Um, and obviously, you know, you're not going to have guys like um, Ito, you know, running the ball 30 times in a spring game because Ito is just a little bit more important than that. Um, but it was, you know, we saw some good throws. Um, we saw a lot of defensive pressure. Um, it re- reminded me a whole lot of, of you know, when Bauer was here, honestly. Um, so, How great was it to see Bauer on the sidelines, as well as Coach Bobby Collins? Yeah, still still look great, don't they? They sure do. Yeah. I, and I, 
I thought Lanny said it best when he said, uh, who expected, you know, uh, there to be anything other than a 7-7 seven to seven game between Bobby Collins and <laughs> Jeff Bauer? Exactly. You know, a, a defensive battle. They, they still, uh, you know, even though they probably didn't have a whole heck of a lot to do with the scheming on things, uh, they still brought their style to, yeah. to it. Defense was nasty. There was no doubt about it. Uh, there were some some younger guys stepping up and coming in. We're going to get into all that and, and talk about all the ins and outs of the spring game, as, as well as the Champions Brunch, man. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, there were a lot of highlights of that Champions Brunch, but that Shipley's donut bread pudding <laughs> that they had was out of this world. Yeah, between the bread pudding and Hanford Dixon's crazy stories he you know he told just time after time i don't know who got the mvp of that but uh it was it, it was so i was just glad i was a part of it yeah you know it, it, it i think they what they started it three years ago so i've been to two out of the three and they only there's only a couple hundred people there it sells out really quick and i don't know how you and i kind of you know get there every time maybe we just stay in the loop and we call it the right time but those of you out there who, if you ever get a chance to go to that Champions Brunch, it is well worth the uh, the thirty five bucks. It's we awesome. I certainly highly recommend it. So, and next year, and this year, Tony Smith didn't make it. He had a family emergency come up last minute, but he's already committed to be on next year's Champions Brunch. So that that's a guy that you haven't heard from in a very long time. And I hadn't heard from Hanford Dixon in a while. I kind of knew a little bit about him. I've, I've never really met him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did when I was a little kid, real small, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't remember. I don't remember much about yesterday, much less much about when I was two, three, four, five years old. But that man hasn't lost an ounce of swagger. Not a bit. Um, you say you, you say you remember him from when you were young. You know, my son, who's eight months old, got his picture made with him. It's a legend, dude. Straight grabbing his face. <laughs> he was a gamer, man. It was a great time. Well, guys, when we come back, we are going to be talking about the spring game the annual black and gold clash that we have every year come right back to us right here on 98.1 fm news radio wmxi To the top talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm here in studio with my man Jason Bailey. We attended all of the, uh, well, most all the festivities this weekend. Definitely all the football ones, some of the baseball, but um, great time this weekend. Spring game. Let's get into it. So, like we said earlier, honorary coaches for this spring game: Jeff Bauer for the black team and Bobby Collins for the gold team, which coincidentally wore white. Now, the way they, they picked these teams, they weren't done by first string, second string. They were done by a draft that the coaches had on Friday. They pretty much drafted the players. It's something fun they do uh, apparently every year now, second year in a row. Uh, on offense, offense, the defense kind of got the best of, of the offense for a lot most of the game. Um, and the big question coming into this game, who's going to play quarterback? So you had Quadra Griggs on the black team, Keon Howard on the gold team. I don't have the – Full stats. I just kind of got what was on the website mm-hmm. and what up here and there. Quadra Griggs, 15 for 25, one touchdown, one interception. Keon Howard, 12 for 24, one touchdown, one interception. So, I mean, if you watch that game, you probably think, okay, Quadra or Quadre, as, as uh, Hop says, 
has the edge. I mean, it, it seems like he's got a slight edge, but it seems like they're pretty close. I thought that both quarterbacks appeared to have made progress since the last time we'd seen them, Quadre being last spring game and Keon being towards the end of the year last year. Both of them are great athletes, have strong arms, but they appear to be a little more accurate than they've been in the past. They have a little more poise, but we still have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, as far as the stats go, 15 of 25, 1 and 1, and 12 of 24, 1 and 1, that's pretty much a wash. Yeah. Um, but j- just just from watching it from the stands, uh, yeah, I, I would I would give the edge to Quadra. Um, but, you know, it's just such a slight edge. And, and, and that's awesome, too, just to have a battle, to have a competitive battle between these guys. There's nobody that's a clear leader. So both of them, you know, have to come in and bring it every day. And, and whoever ends up being the starter is going to have to earn it. Absolutely. And who's to say that there might not be, you know, some of these new guys coming in? I mean, it's really tough for a true freshman to to make it work. But who's to say that we won't have a true freshman that comes comes right, right in and gets a shot? You know, and you talked about the arm strength. I don't know if you remember this one play, um, but quadru- and I have no idea why he threw the ball. Kind of reminded me of a far throw, honestly. Yeah. But he he's rolling to his left, um, out of the pocket, escaping the blitz. And throws it into, I think, double coverage, if not triple coverage. But he threw it on a rope <laughs> about 40 yards down the field, all the way to like the five-yard line. And it was incomplete. And I have no idea why I did it, but holy smokes. Just be, to be able to run to your left and just have you know that ability to throw it that hard, um, which is what that, that, that particular play was just eye-opening to me. So on the, on the topic of quarterbacks, if you follow our Twitter page, at To The Top Talk, we have a poll question up right now. Now that Southern and now that the Southern Miss spring game is over, who do you think will be the starting quarterback on September second? Your choices are Keon Howard, Quadre Griggs, and other. So go and vote. It, it appears that Quadre has the edge right now on the fan poll. So you know, apparently everybody that was at the game or, or have have read the clippings since then. That kind of seems to be the consensus. Nobody's counting Keon out, of course, but uh, it's a long it's a long ways between here and September second. So go vote in the poll. Give your opinion, and uh, we'll see how it turns out. Running backs, you know, you had of uh, Ito came in for two runs for twenty yards. I think they saw all they needed to see out of him. Mm-hmm. Tess Parks had a pretty, pretty solid game. I've heard he's had a pretty solid spring. And uh, George Payne been banged up a little bit, didn't get to play. You, I think the running back position is going to be one of the more loaded positions we have on the Golden Eagle football team this year. Right. Well, a lot of the skill positions, um, but none more than the running back. Uh, I think we're loaded at wide receiver. I think we're loaded as long as you know. If we stay healthy at the tight end position, I think we're loaded there. Uh, but, you know, running back, you talk about really, you know, three, if not four running backs that any team in the conference would love to have just one of them. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, Ito's going to lead the way. Um, Tez Parks is right there behind him. And, you know, George is just a, such a different kind of back, just a more of a bruising kind of back. Um, really a three-headed monster back there. And if, if you're ever going to need to help out young quarterbacks and maybe kind of, you know, let them feel their way through part of the season. What a better way to do it than, you know, an offensive line with more depth than we've had in quite a while and running backs like these guys. Absolutely. You mentioned the wide receivers. That's, that's certainly another position. I mean, these quarterbacks are going to have some weapons to work with. If the O-line can gel and they can kind of get a grasp on the offense, they should be poised for a solid season. Jordan Mitchell. Had three receptions for 87 yards. He made a ridiculous one-handed catch on a 42-yard reception for Griggs. And you've seen the reports from practice this spring. And Jordan Mitchell is a guy that could be a game changer for the Golden Eagles moving forward. Yeah, and he's he's well. He showed flashes of that against um, 
I want to say two years ago against Nebraska. Absolutely. Right? He caught the ball around the eight-yard line, shook off two tacklers and dove into the end zone for, I want to say, his first catch of the year. So, you know, right there in front of 80,000, 90,000 people shaking off tacklers. Um, so, been looking forward to him playing ever since we first signed him out of Oak Grove. He, and, yeah, he, he's a guy you wanted to see. And last year he was injured. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting had him on the bench. Another, I guess, a, a newcomer to the Golden Eagle squad, Trevor Terry had a 24-yard touchdown reception from Keon Howard in the second half. So you got two guys you're adding to the mix with guys like Isaiah Jones, Alan Zay Staggers, Chase Whitehead, Corey Robinson, you know. And those two last chance you guys, Isaiah Jones, um, looked much better catching the – he looked much better catching the ball than he kind of – Ended the season last year. You know, and a couple times I noticed that we, we would line up Isaiah and Staggers on the same side of the field. Staggers more in the slot and Isaiah out wide. You know, if Isaiah can play, Isaiah can be the best wide receiver that we have on the team. Last year, he who knows? Who knows what happened? It kind of got in his head. He, he You know, he had some drops. Um, never missed the ball in practice, apparently. Just got into the game, couldn't catch it. But if he turns that around, he might be the best wide receiver on the team. Then that to go along with Staggers, and you add this, you know, you add Trevor Terry to the list. You add, of course, Chase Whitehead being like the the next coming of um, Casey Martin. Casey Martin. Um, so, and and that's not even getting to you know like like Corey Robinson, like you were talking about. So or Jordan Mitchell. So again, lots of lots of talent at the skill positions, and um, and if. I, I I just don't know how, what you're going to do defensively if you got both those guys on one side of the field. It's 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 going to create quite a uh, conundrum there. Well, you, you factor in you, you have Ito coming out of the backfield as well. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, what what if you split out Ito on that side too? Put him right behind Staggers. <laughs> I you know what? And then somebody's got to be left on the other side of the field one on one. Maybe yeah. that's Jordan Mitchell. So there you go. I'm, dude, we win. You should coach, man. Yeah. I know you played a lot of Madden in your day. I did and Tech Mobile and Tech Mobile. Which, which by the way, I mentioned that to Sammy Winder. Yeah. Didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Isaiah Jones, three receptions for 80 yards, including a 47-yard reception on the Gold Squad's lone scoring drive. Alan Zay Saggers, three receptions for 62 yards. Chase Whitehead, three receptions for 58 yards. And Corey Corey Robinson at an eight-yard TD reception from Quadre Griggs. you know, tight end, you didn't see a whole lot from the tight end the other day. Uh, Julian Allen was a little little uh, banged up. The offensive line, really tough to gauge, like I said earlier, just because they, they didn't get to function together as a unit. The D-line was back in the backfield a lot, and but you saw the, a lot of that last year. I don't know how that's going to mm-hmm. translate. And we got some some big guys coming in. You know, Terry, uh, Jimmy Terry's coming in. So you got some guys that are going to come in and add even more depth to that line. Then the defense uh, – the nasty bunts, just like you'd expect. I mean, they're, they're throwing out a few more wrinkles in. They were in the backfield most of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Sangster, though, that's a guy that I was kind of excited to see coming out of high school. He had a, a stellar uh, high school career out of Louisville, Mississippi. I almost said Louisville. I got it right to all my people from that neck of the woods. <laughs> uh, intercepted a pass around midfield, took it to the house to give the gold team, ultimately give the gold team the 14-7 to win. Uh, also on the defense, a couple of playmakers. Uh, Tavarius Moore looked outstanding, as well as uh, Xavier Marion. Both of them had interceptions in the game. Special teams, you didn't get to see a whole lot of it. You had, uh, oh gosh, oh the hair. Why? How did it slip my mind? Oh, the kicker with the, with the hair from Texas, the blonde hair. 
Ah. Yeah, I'm zoned out. How did I zone out on that? I don't know. But uh, you had uh, Demetrius Market back there uh, on punt returns. So Super fast. Super fast. Super fast. So there's a lot of time between now and September 2nd. Well, let's get into our guest. Everybody's been, you know, asking me when he was coming back. Anytime there's football related things going on, we've got to bring him back in. So please welcome, as he returns to the top talk, Fake J. Hobson. Coach, what was the mentality of the team like heading into the spring game? Well, you know, I thought thought the effort was there. I thought we we came in there ready to play. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we knew we had to go in there and just take it one game at a time, and that's that's exactly what we did. What are your thoughts on the black and gold game itself? I was pretty pleased with the scrimmage, you know, you know what I'm saying? And uh, certainly, you know, I was disappointed that we we lost, but I am also uh, was excited to see us get the win. You know, I thought uh, quarterbacks did a good job. You know, who's going to be the starting quarterback this fall? Well, you know, there's, there's still a lot of jobs that ain't ain't decided yet. You know, I I think we got uh, two good ones in uh, Key and, and Quadre. Uh, you know, we're just going to have to. I have to get out there on the field and, and settle it, you know, Southern Miss football style, you know, smart, fast, and physical. Did you just say smart, fast, and physical? Yes, I did. I came up with that. You did not You did not come up with that. You calling me a liar? No, I'm not calling you a liar, but you did not come up with smart, fast, and physical. Well, James, I heard what you said about me, you know, back in November, thinking you're all uh, cutesy on your little radio show. You know, the bottom line is, you know, you doubted. You didn't know what uh, Jay Hop was capable of. You know, we went there and whooped up on Louisiana Tech and won that New Orleans Bowl. So, how you like me now? Coach, I never talked bad. I just said that I was disappointed in the way the team was playing. Yeah, you said a little more than that. Come on, Jamesy. No, I did not say anything more than that. I did not. <laughs> Let's move on. Back to the quarterback position. Who do you think has the edge right now at the quarterback? You know, I, I, the reality is I'd say we're, we're probably neck and neck and – you know, if they can't go out there and get it done, then uh, I'll just have to do it myself. You have to do it yourself. Yeah, you know, we, we're checking the books to see if I have any eligibility left. You know, uh, I, I went to Ole Miss, so you know, in that regard, anything is possible. If you know what I'm saying. I heard a rap song not too long ago from Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, called "Who's Got It Better Than Us." Have you ever thought about, you know, maybe doing some kind of hip hop performance? Well, you know, the reality is I already have. You know, if you've been paying attention, you know that I, I spit hot fire all the time. You know, you got to you gotta speak to these kids coming in. You know, you got to let them know what's up. And anything Jim Harbaugh can do, I can certainly do better. You you want to you wanna get a taste of it? I guess so. Hey, Coxie, drop that beat. You know, young golden eagles. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a new locker room, though. Huh. Hey, raindrops, J-Hop, J-Hop, coaching a game at the Rock Rock, coaching Southern Miss to the top, 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 Jimmy Buffett stepped on a pop top, pop, we came from nothing to something, hey, CUSA is all front, see, if I don't coach you, I get you, pow, the nasty bunch, we gon' hit you, my eagles is black and goldy, black, Belichick acts like he knows me, loud, my defense is savage, ruthless, savage, your QB gon' leave it here toothless, loud. my eagles is black and goldy, black, Belichick acts like he knows me, loud, my defense is savage, ruthless, savage, your QB gon' leave it here toothless, loud. Wow. Now you know what's up, Jamesy. I'm going to take these next couple months and, you know, I might have to put together, drop an album on you or something. Hey, right, Coach, I will enjoy enjoy your uh, vacation. Man, I ain't got no vacation. Well, you don't take days off in college football, son. 
All right. Well, enjoy your time from now until September 2nd. Thank you, Jamesy. Fake Jay Hobson, ladies and gentlemen, making his triumphant return. You don't hear a lot of hip hop on uh, News Radio 981, but but Coach Fake Jay Hobson is bringing it to you today. You've got to put that on iTunes. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess you could raise some money for the Eagle Club or something. I don't know. But hey, the kicker, Parker Seanfield. Mm hmm. I don't know. I, I love I love the hair. I don't know how I totally that totally how I missed that. <laughs> but anyways, you're welcome. Coming up after the break, we're gonna talk about the Champions Brunch. You had some great, some all time greats show up for that. Guys like Jeff Posey, Michael Bowley, Sammy Winder, Hanford Dixon. We're gonna tell you all the ins and outs of what happened there for that. What you missed out on when we come back. Right here on To the Top Talk on WMXI News Radio 98.1 in the Hub City. You guys check out these sponsors and then come back for more To the Top Talk. source for our five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. One of the highlights of Eagle Fest weekend in the spring, that's the weekend they have the big black and gold spring game, would be the Champions Brunch. They bring back a few of the old all-time greats to come in and share stories with the fans. And this year, uh, they really outdid themselves, man. We had a great time. Uh, the brunch was and, and the brunch started right on time, and we got there. It was on time. There was no waiting but I got to eat. The players got through in plenty of time before the spring game, so we were able to kind of you know interact with them. All the fans were going to go up and get autographs, pictures, and just talk to talk to the players. But had some some really amazing stories. You know, guys like Jeff Posey, Michael Bowley, Sammy Winder, Hanford Dixon. You had some some really they dug deep. They dug deep. All time legends. So I, we made some notes on kind of some of the things they talked about. So we'll kind of go through a little bit and give you a taste of of what they had to talk about. Jeff Posey. You know, you guys may remember him, defensive end, played some linebacker in the NFL. I think he played with six different NFL teams during his time uh, in professional football. But originally he committed to Mississippi State out of high school, went to Pearl River, and uh, Jeff Bauer ended up, you know, flipping him to come uh, be a Golden Eagle. He talked about that game in 96 where the Golden Eagles went to Georgia and uh, Mm -hmm. took down the Bulldogs in between the hedges, uh, talking about how, you know, he – I think he said something about he made a, a sack fumble in there, and they they called it well they called it a safety, but it probably should have been a touchdown. So he was a little bitter mm-hmm. about that one. Right, so that was fun. And then you have Michael Bowley uh, talking about how you know he came to Southern Miss uh, kind of as an athlete. He thought he was going to play wide out. They tell him that he's going to play linebacker. He didn't know what to think about that, but obviously that that worked out for the best. Yeah, he said. Um... When he first got, when he got to the first practice, they were walking out on the field, and he didn't know where he was supposed to go, so he just went with the wideouts. Yeah, I think he was. And then they called him and said, "Hey, you know, you're playing linebacker, and I don't play linebacker. Linebacker. I mean, can you imagine that guy? Just up. Can you imagine him as as a tight end? You're right, right. <laughs> not that not that he didn't you know completely prove his worth, and he's one of the all time greats, and not only in college but in the NFL as well. But 
um, to think about that guy on the offensive side of the ball. Like, like, like what if Fedora was coaching him instead of Bauer? You know, yeah. ba- Bauer was famous back in the day for you know taking your your best athletes and putting all of them on defense. And and that's how the teams that's how the teams played. And I loved watching it. If he came along with Fedora or even with Munkin, um, you know, it could have heck. He might he might have set all kind of just unbreakable records. There's no telling. <laughs> There's no telling. He also told the about the time, you know, he was a red shirt and didn't get to travel with the team, but he actually drove up to the Southern Miss game in, in Alabama in two thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, to watch that the twenty one nothing game. The twenty one nothing game. And he you know, he talked about how proud he was to and how excited he was to be a part of the defense that put on that kind of shellacking. I just remember after that game on campus, I jumped in the fountain. I was not. I didn't see that. You didn't want to. I didn't want to. Yeah, I probably didn't want to. <laughs> I also talked about they were asking about you know their favorite games, and he talked about that TCU game in two thousand and three, and how they went out there and just lit them up, and then TCU started making a run, and then Bauer came back and lit into them, and you know uh, one of the one if you're a Southern Miss fan, and you were there for that game. I mean, that was that's an outstanding memory for anybody that was there, much less somebody who was on the field and as dominant as he was. Yeah, well, of course I was there, and um, I don't know what the score was, but it was just it was, it was just a whooping, and and then they scored a touchdown late, and then there was an onside kick, which we didn't it didn't matter, you know. Yeah, I think at that point they were down seventeen or something, so then they got that and they scored again. Now they're down, I don't know, like whatever that is, like 11 points, 10 points. Now I'm starting to sweat it a little bit up there. And that's when everybody kind of got closer. And then famously they made this announcement over to loudspeakers, to the student section, you know, nobody rushed the field. Yeah. <laughs> Which then we looked around, we're at rush the field. What a great idea. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so then they got like three guys down there trying to patrol it. And it was one of my favorite moments. In fact, the, the shoes that I was wearing at that game, I purposely didn't uh, wash them because it got it got the lime from from the chalk yeah. on the shoes. I just left them like that for as long as I could. Such a memorable moment. Yeah, one, one of my friends absolutely. almost one of my friends almost got decapitated by a broken uh, field goal post. But Dr. Dave, oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, another former Golden Eagle to show up, Sammy Winder. You know, told the story about how he was uh, a walk on, needed a scholarship. He came in and uh, during I guess two a days. They had him run in a goal line drill, and he ended up dislocating his roommate's shoulder. His roommate was lined up against him, and he's like, (laughs) that was a little strange. He also talked about how he grew up in a family with 13 people. And so they had to cut – on Sundays, they'd have chicken. They'd have to cut the chicken 13 ways. When he came to USM, they put a whole chicken in front of him, and he's like, this is where I'm going to go. Right. Yeah, what a a great storyteller he was, too. He tried, to, he tried to do the old Mississippi mud shuffle that he used to do, too, but I think his hips aren't quite what they used to be. Yeah, I just clapped, and I just just hoped he didn't fall <laughs> over, honestly. Um, but what a, just a down-to-earth group of guys. The whole the whole team, they all, yeah, all kind of are, are, are just so down-to-earth um, and seemed like somebody that I could be friends with. Yeah, you know, just oh, didn't, yeah. didn't I mean, if anybody could big league anybody, it's probably Sammy Winder. Went to three straight Super Bowls with the uh, Broncos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, like I said, I went up to him and I felt comfortable enough to make a fool out of myself asking him if he ever played his part in Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, man. I, I just love it. I, I I wish that everybody could get a chance to go. I, I'm going to make my dad come down next year and go to it. Oh, absolutely. They asked him about the leap, the famous leap in Ole Miss where he jumped over to score the touchdown, and uh, he said 
he could, uh, they asked him if they could, he could still make that leap. He said, I can make that leap only if I'm trying to beat you to a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and didn't he, didn't he, uh, deflect it too? He, uh, wasn't he the one that they were, they were talking about the leap and then he said, you know, we actually got to give credit to uh, two tall Tillman that made all you know, the sacks. The yeah, yeah, sacks, four K. Um, yeah. Like they were at the twenty, had three sacks in a row, knocked them out of field goal range. And oh yeah, so you know, even in his his moment, <laughs> yeah, he still was you know, humble. Yeah, so very so, cool. Somebody not as humble, Hanford Dixon, <laughs> but hilarious. <laughs> he, I loved him. Stole the show. Stole the show. And they were telling stories about how you know he got there the first day and told everybody he was starting mm-hmm. his first day on campus. He told a story I'd never heard before. He was talking about where the Nasty Bunch came from, and it was a group of guys that, for some reason, they'd get so overworked, they would throw up. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they get, it was nasty. These guys just, they'd get so worked up or, or so overheated, they'd start throwing up, and that's how the Nasty Bunch came around. Yeah, well, you know, and 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 when he started talking about it, uh, you know, he, he looked down the line. I, I can't remember if it was Michael Boley or Posey who was who had the microphone at the time that was telling a story, but both of those guys had mentioned the Nasty Bunch several times throughout the day already and he just said wait 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 hold on let me tell you how they got that name <laughs> yeah right right yeah it was awesome and, and and then he just broke out in song that one time just uh just straight out with uh country boy can't survive yeah just just out of nowhere they're passing the mics i think john cox was walking across the room to go uh somebody wanted to ask a question and as he was walking over there there was i don't know two seconds yeah of, of dead time he just breaks out with the microphone country boy can't survive <laughs> I, I did like his interactions with Sammy, too. You know, they played together some of the time. Then, you know, in the late 80s there, the reason Denver went to the Super Bowl is because they would beat Cleveland in the champion, AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved when he turned to him and he said, you know, those games versus Denver, those games are keeping some of us out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he still got the swag. He does. And he Sa- looks good, too. Sammy was talking about getting pelted with with dog bones when he mm-hmm. was in, the, in Cleveland. All right, guys, come back to us. We're going to talk about the NFL draft as well as baseball and softball. Come back. We're talking Southern sports right here on To The Top Talk. Welcome back. To the top talk. We got a little darkness bringing us back. Darkness is spreading, everyone. Darkness. <laughs> but hey, man, you know, when in these weekends like we had this past weekend, always great to see everybody, man. Got to run into a lot of old Golden Eagles. Uh, Katie, your wife, and son Jack, Kirk and Diane Overby, Charlie Wallace, Robert Ingram. Saw them all at the Champions Brunch. And I ran into Tim Hallman, Pat Jones, old, my old partner in crime, John Mills and his family, the old mascot when I was there. And, and Michael Andrum. It's always great to see everybody, and it's nice when you haven't seen everybody in a while. Like when it gets in football season, you see the same people every week. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was really great to see all the Golden Eagle fans out, and and some of the to the top talk listeners as well. We got to find somebody to sit behind us at the games. That's correct. If you guys recall uh, during to the top talk, go back and listen to the archives. We had a guy sat behind us, looked like Mister Garrison. In one game, he went off on us about standing up and. We were not having it, and uh, as the season went on, he kind of just gave up. And I actually offered – I was like, hey, come sit with us. Come down here. There's room down here. Come sit with us. He was cool, but his season tickets are open, so we got two spots right behind us. If uh, You know, the black hole, if you want to get rowdy down there in the black ops group. Let's maybe, talk. maybe we should bring some dog bones. Maybe we should bring some dog bones, and when Sammy Winder ever comes back to get 
recognizable. Toss them at him. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow night, the NFL draft begins April 27th. We have a couple of Golden Eagles that are hopeful. Hopefully, we'll we'll have uh, multiple Golden Eagles drafted. That kind of remains to be seen. I have a note from our good friend Adam Williamson of Canal Street Chronicles. You may remember him from our show last week. I think his Twitter handle is at Williamson SAW. This is what he had to say, just kind of reporting on an update with the players. Nick Mullins confirmed calls this week from the Falcons, Jets, Cardinals, Broncos, and Browns. Also had a private workout for the 49ers. Dylan Bradley confirmed he had calls from the Saints, Eagles, Ravens, Cardinals. Also had a private workout and calls from the Vikings. Cameron Tom confirmed calls from the Jets, Falcons, Bengals, Ravens, Eagles, Titans, Browns, 49ers, and Rams. And had private workouts for the Falcons and Saints. Elijah Parker had calls from the Colts, Jets, and Cardinals. This little tidbit from NFLDraftDiamonds.com, Jabori Poole has interest interest from the Jets, Bills, and Packers. The Jets have shown the most interest. So regardless of uh, whether or not everybody gets drafted, it looks like we're going to have several Golden Eagles who are going to have a shot at making an NFL roster. Um, it, it appears that Cameron Tom is getting the most interest. I, kinda, I didn't hear much until um, – Adam last week talking about Dylan Bradley having a shot and get drafted. I could totally see it. I just never heard the chatter. So I would really love to see. I know he's been getting a lot of attention from the Saints. I'd love to see him in the black and gold. Yeah, I'd love to see any of our guys in the black and gold. You know? too, too many too many of them have Falcons on that list for my comfort level. Yeah, I was looking at this list here, and I could see Nick Mullins in 49er gear. I could totally see him in 49er you know, gear. It's a yeah. long way from here, but um, let's try to not put him in Browns gear. You know the Brown. You know the Browns. I, 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 there's a lot of chatter about them taking uh, Trubisky with their number twelve pick, uh, the quarterback from North Carolina. Yeah. I good luck ski. Good luck ski. But they're they're building. They're kind of building a, a solid. The, the Browns are going to be like the Patriots were in like ninety one, ninety two when you were laughing at them. You know, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to have a dynasty, but they're kind of starting to really. With Jamie Collins, they're try, they're starting to put together a really nice roster. So. Whether or not that actually sticks, it remains to be seen. They still are the Browns, but, you know. Well, they've got nowhere to go but up. I never thought the Falcons would make it to another Super Bowl, and you see what happened there. What happened last year in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> they were winning big at one point. I don't know. I can't remember how it ended. Dude, uh, I hosted the I hosted the Public Relations Association Association, Association <laughs> of Mississippi Awards the other night at USM, and they had a silent auction. And in in the auction, they had a jersey, like a Southern Miss jersey. And I I had a feeling who it was, but I Googled it just to make sure. And it was Kyrie Thornton's jersey. Yeah. I didn't say a word. I was like, I'm bidding on this. One that lady I bid me, and I bid it again, and I got it. Uh, So I've got Kyrie Thornton's number 98 black jersey when he's a Southern Miss. Super excited about it, man. Add it to the collection. Does it fit? Uh, you know, I haven't tried it on. I'm, I'm sure, surely it would fit, man. Surely it would that <laughs> if, if it's going to fit from anybody. I've got Nunez Roches, and it's it's big. It's actually yeah. too big. That's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe the beautiful Melissa could wear it as a nighty. Uh, it I'd probably too. Big that might have got me in trouble. Uh, I don't she, know. Man. She doesn't listen to the show. Nah, why would she? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to uh, baseball real quick. Uh, last this past week, Golden Eagles didn't fare so well. Uh, last Wednesday night, April the nineteenth, fall to the Tulane Green Wave on the road, ten to eight. Then on Friday, they defeat the Old Dominion Monarchs at home, ten to two. Saturday, they fall to the Monarchs, ele- thirteen to eleven. 
And then Sunday, they lose the rubber match to Old Dominion 9-2. The Eagles dropped their first home series in two seasons. Wow. Oh, Melissa hitting you up. She's listening. So, bam. In yeah. your, Melissa's saying, in your face. Hey, sweetheart. Love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Golden Eagles fall out of the pole in a, in a couple of spots, but they, they stick around in most of them. D1 Baseball has us ranked 25th. USA Today coaches Paul 25th as well, as well as Perfect Game. The NCBWA, Baseball Writers Association, 28th. Collegiate Baseball, 30th. And we fall out of the rankings in Baseball America, leaving them with no credibility. Then, Tuesday, April the 25th, that would be last night, Golden Eagles come bounce back and light up the South Alabama Jaguars 13-7. As of right now, the Golden Eagles are 31-12 on the season, 13-5 in Conference USA, with an RPI of 29. This weekend, they will be at Middle Tennessee State starting Friday night, April the 28th at 6 p.m. All right, guys, we got a little bit more to the top talk left. Come right back to us after the break. Southern Miss to the top. Picking out the jams for us here on To The Tough Talk. Let's shut it down, you guys. Special thanks to my guests today, Fake J. Hobson. You can follow him on Twitter at Fake J. Hobson. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow this show at To The Top Talk. You can keep up with my comedy shows at Hub City Comedy. You can follow Jason at Bumper J. Bailey on Facebook as well. To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, WMXI, all that good stuff. Upcoming comedy shows. Haven't announced this show yet. I'll go ahead and give you a teaser on it. Saturday, June the 17th, will be Hub City Comedy's seventh anniversary show at Brewski's. Always a great time. The prom nights are going to close out the night for us after the show. It's going to be an amazing time at Brewski's. Then on Thursday, July the 6th, we've got good friend Sean Patton. You may have heard him on Comedy Central Conan. He was the co-host of Esquire's Best Bars in America. He will be at the Thirsty Hippo. Big announcement coming soon. Laughs for Life, our annual cancer benefit show, myeloma benefit show, will be taking place at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg on Tuesday, August 1st. Who is going to be the the main attraction this year? That announcement will be coming in two and a half weeks. But I tell you, when I say his name, you're going to know exactly who it is. Really, really uh, got, got huge, I guess about 12, 13 years ago. David W. Smith. It's not David W. I wish it's not David W. Smith. <laughs> David W. Smith still, he's getting, he got big this past week. Um, next week's show, we're going to come back and recap the NFL draft. Jason, you had a little tidbit there, a little baseball tidbit to give us. Yeah, well, I saw right before we came up to the show, um, I think Jeff Hager tweeted it out that Nick Sandlin was named to the NCBWA watch list for closer of the year. So, and that cuts it down to 40 guys. So, you know, they've thought enough of him to put him in that top 40 right there, which he's well-deserving. But um, nice to nice to see another Golden Eagle getting a little uh, little love from the uh, NCBWA. Oh, perfect. Perfect. You nailed it. 
Nick, Nick, unfortunately, actually, I didn't get to go too far into the stats, but he actually suffered his first loss this week, and he's 5-1 and one on the year after they dropped the game to Old Dominion on Saturday. Yeah, well, hey, and just real quick about that series. Hey, just just tip your hat to ODU this weekend. They, they you know, they came out and they just they pounded the ball on Sunday. I think they had 18 hits. Braley was throwing hard. Uh, he was hitting spots. He wasn't getting behind a whole lot. They were just hitting it. They're and so, um, they're you know, a game team, man. And and they're they're currently third in the league. It's not like they were a, a bad team. We we got, in my opinion, we kind of gave away the Saturday game. We got to their number one starter for four in the first, and and they came back and and took the game. But um, you know, these are the dog days of the season right here. It's a you know inter cliche here, but it's a marathon, not a sprint, and so on and so forth. But if yeah, I think everybody would have taken this record at this point if you said this is one of, where we're going to be. You know. With three weeks left, so the only thing you hate is they're in such a good position. You know, it looks like we may have a shot to host a regional, which we haven't done since two thousand three, and it kind of seems to have fallen off the past two weeks. But that, I mean, I know it's kind of cliche to say it, but that's baseball. That's just mm-hmm. kind of how it goes sometimes. Yeah, Hope, well. hopefully they can bounce back, come back, make some noise in the conference tournament, which will be in Biloxi in a few weeks. Hey, speaking of which, conference tournament. Uh, I didn't get into softball much, but the softball tournament. For Conference USA is actually in Hattiesburg beginning Wednesday, May the 10th. Cool. I don't know why I didn't know that. Well, you guys, make sure you check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Check out the archives. Give us a rating, review, share with your friends. I'm sure if they're Golden Eagle fans, they will enjoy it. And if they aren't, hopefully, hopefully it'll agitate them. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.